Welcome to The Grocery Guru. This is episode 28 and we are here with your grocery guru, Andrew Grant. Andrew, how are you doing? Morning, Darren. Yes, very well. Thank you. Good. You're sporting a hoodie today. You're yeah, I'd say it's, it's still early in the morning. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's talk about Morrison's quarterly statement, I think is what's in our post bag today. Well, it, that was, yeah, I mean, that was the news that sort of sparked um, some thoughts, I guess, because, um, yeah, Morrison's 12-week trading statement came out, I think, Tuesday. Um, always really, really useful because, you know, we've talked about the annual results of all of the big four. Um, the only problem with those are they're up to a year out of date, um, whereas this is only 12 weeks out of date. So it's a real snapshot of what's happening out there. And um, yeah, I think I've said it before, I would re really glad I am not facing some of the conundrums these supermarkets are facing because what struck out to me, I mean, it's, it's a good performance. Um, you know, they're now lapping the start of the pandemic. Yeah. So they're lapping all that bulk buying of toilet rolls and water and all the panic buying. So yeah, they're like for like. Yeah, the like for likes down to 1.6%, down from a peak of 11.1%. Yeah. Um, but the good news for them is on a two-year basis, their like for likes are up 8.7%. Yeah. Now, a lot, of that is driven, a lot of that's driven by their wholesale business, which is you know, growing like Topsy. But what stood out for me is they put a couple of graphs into, their, um, into the trading statement. Their fuel volumes are back to pre-pandemic levels okay. and their three their three pound meal deal their food food to go offering is ahead of pre-pandemic levels oh. so you know we read all this stuff about everybody's going to be the new normal is working from home town centers are going to be dead um you know uh but on the face of it these figures Every, and, and just anecdotally, when you go on the roads at the moment, you know, the rush hour is back. Yeah. The, M, the M25 is gridlock at 4.30 every day. So is everybody back at work? Or the flip, and you probably noticed it, you know, Pret-a-Manger opening sandwich shops in Tesco supermarkets because their high street business has been destroyed. Who's right? And it's a real tough one. And there might be a third scenario in this, which is, we all go back to work type thing to normal for a couple of months because we're desperate to get to see people engage and go back to where we were to feel like normal people. And then we decide actually that thing at home wasn't so bad. And we do this for a bit until we figure out we need a balance that maybe is somewhere here in the middle. Or Yeah, or you become a twat. <laughs> Someone say, go on, tell us what a twat is. Yeah, it's nothing personal, Darren. Um, <laughs> no, <clears throat> it is. It is a proper scientific term. It is not a. It is not. Um, uh, it's not a swear word. Um, a twat is somebody who works in the office Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, okay. And I think this is what the new normal will be. They, they say there's a million. Um, again, another piece of news this week. They surveyed the UK's fifty largest employers. And they basically, um, over a million workers will be allowed to work um, in a hybrid home or office um, scenario. 
So I think some of the banks have already said it, some of the big investment houses in London. So, and when you look at um, what's happening with home purchases, I mean, you know, Devon and Cornwall, the Cotswolds, just manic, manic house buying. I think you're going to see the rise of the twat. The person that works in the office Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, but then enjoys a much more relaxed country style way of life, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. So it's, it's the long weekend and maybe the biggest positive to come out of the awful COVID pandemic is that we were playing with flexible working before. Maybe now we're actually going to do it properly. There's the talk of the four-day week, of course. Maybe this is the bit that's in the middle that really works, where someone works mostly in the office and then they have the long weekend at home. Well, I think it breaks the big taboo. Um, I'm, I'm sure you would have known it, but, you know, whether it was at Sainsbury's or Tesco, if you said to your boss, um, I'm just going store visiting, yes. you know, everybody... Everybody knew you were skiving off the afternoon. Yes. Um, and you had that awkward thing the next morning when they said, oh, which stores did you visit? Oh, yeah, that one in um, New Malden. <laughs> um, we haven't got a store in New Malden, Andrew. Oh, right, it was somewhere else then. Um, and maybe that's what COVID has, has brought. The positive is that we've found this way of working, which is beyond the um, jolly, which it used to be, I'll have a jolly day off on a Friday, to actually people are realising when I'm at home and I've got teams, I'm doing that, I'm working hard, I'm working hard in the office, and the balance is struck. And certainly, you know, anecdotally among, you know, friends and colleagues, they don't want to work from home 24-7. Yeah. They just get too fed up of their other half and all the distractions. But equally, they do not want the hassle of having to get a train into London every day and have that stress and congestion. And so for them, hybrid is perfect. You know, everybody I speak to, you know, yeah, I, I quite happily go in the office two or three days a week because it gets me out of the house. I get to meet my colleagues and a bit of, you know, social interaction. It's also good for business. Um, but do you know what I do value? being able to spend more quality time at home where actually I feel I'm more productive when I'm working. Yes. And, and I'm just going to drop in here a, um, a help for anyone who's viewing. We've just written an article called Turn Off Your Email Notifications, Watch Out for the Badgers. So I'm just going to intrigue people with that and we'll drop the link at the bottom of the video. And the other part is try not to build your calendar like Tetris. You know, we drop down those things and all of a sudden you've got 12 hours absolutely stacked back to back. And you think, oh, that was a hell of a day. So it's try not to do that. But again, we'll drop some links on the video to help them. Mm. All right. Yeah. So um, coming as, back as ever. Yeah, cool. As, as ever, in, interesting times and, you know, some real big calls some of these retailers got to make. Although, you know, when I say big calls, you know, they'll make the calls, but it's the supply base that will have to either jump to attention instantly <clears throat> if they suddenly, you know, food to go takes off again, or they'll be left on the sidelines if they decide, nah, food to go isn't the future. So I think for the, for the suppliers, they, they need to be absolutely eagle-eyed and watch every single second of, of all these various, you know, stats and trends we've been talking about because I couldn't call it. I think it's 50-50 as to whether, you know, hybrid working will be here to stay or in three years' time we go, pandemic, what pandemic? Yeah.
It could be, and it's a tough one to call, you're right. And the obvious answer is they need to be flexible, which they're watching this thinking, of course we need to be flexible. We need to have a business plan for either. Of course we do. And we appreciate that. It takes a huge amount of effort to create something you may never use. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so there we go. Call out another two highlights before we finish and let you go. Um, online sales also continue their strong run with year-on-year -year growth of 113%. Partly driven by yeah. its partnership with Amazon. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. So I think that is something that is clearly here to stay. People have switched into the convenience of having their bulk groceries home delivered. Um, you know, I think I said in an earlier one of these, you know, it is quite staggering that the supermarkets managed to train the UK population to do their own picking and sorting effectively, you know, yes. in, a, in a warehouse. We're actually very you good know. pickers, very good pickers. <laughs> yeah, if you'd, if you'd have pitched that as a business plan, you know, uh, today, you know, we'd, we'd like our customers to go and pick and sort their own products and move them from shelf to trolley, trolley to belt, belt to trolley, trolley to car. They'd say that you wouldn't get investment for that. <laughs> very true very true one last bit um we primarily um starting to supply an extra 230 mccall stores 25 mccall stores converted to morrison's daily taking a total of 56 we've got 56 morrison's dailies out there now yeah no i mean uh, probably to most people you know morrison's wholesale business has been a really an unsung you know unsung hero They've built a sizable wholesale business there. Now, quite what the plans for it would be, would they at some point, you know, float it off? Um, don't know, but yeah, they've, you know, they've, they've managed to keep a focus on running, you know, a pretty good set of supermarkets, yeah. um, but also build this pretty sizable now wholesale business, which obviously helps, the, you know, their volumes and helps them in their negotiations with, you know, the biggest suppliers because, you know, they don't have the buying power of a Tesco or a Sainsbury's or an Asda, but actually with the holdout sell division, gives them a lot of extra oomph when it comes to negotiations. Certainly does. It, it, it doesn't touch on their manufacturing division in the bits that I read. No, it doesn't. But I guess, you know, that's another unique part of the Morrison setup. And, you know, having, you know, they're... I, I can't remember whether vertical integration is in vogue or isn't in vogue, it, you know, yeah. it seems to switch in and out, but they've got a pretty successful vertically integrated model as the, um, as the textbooks would say. Andrew, great insights. Uh, what's the one takeaway you want to leave our viewers with? Oh, the one takeaway, three pound meal deal sounds good. I like your work. Okay. Andrew, <laughs> thank you very much. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.